Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Challengers of the Unknown number 50, cover date June-July 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring Final Hour for the Challengers, written by France Heron, art by Bob Brown. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! are lured to a mob-controlled amusement park. The mobsters have hired Villo, the self-proclaimed vilest villain in the world, to eliminate them. Villo plans to use one of the challenger's own members to kill the others. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Won't you help me? What? Well, I need to write a song for the challenges of the unknown. Okay, you haven't done it yet? No, I haven't. I can't. I don't have... I have, uh, what's that thing called? Writer's block. Songwriter's block. Oh, you just haven't put enough time into it. Oh, I've put plenty of time it's into it. It's the challengers of the... I see like a 1960s kind of groovy soon, too. Yeah, but it's, it's got to have... the challengers of the unknown. And then you name them Red, Ace, Prof, and someone else. Rocky. Um, Rocky. No, mm-hmm. it's got to have like a danger, like... Challengers of the unknown. Who are living they? on borrowed time? You have to mention living on borrowed time. Oh, that's right. It's important because they are living on borrowed time. Right. They've got hourglass Who are right they? there. What are they? Challengers of the unknown. I, I'm not as good as that as you are. Well, I'm, good. You've I, got, I'm just going to harmonizing and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Well, we'll keep one. working on it. We've got plenty more issues coming up. <laughs> um, a listener, the listener, <laughs> the listener, asked me recently on social media which. Of the challengers of the unknown costumes were my favorite. And I have to go with this. You like those flared shoulder panels? Yes, the yellow jumpsuits with sleeveless jumpers. What do we call these? I have no idea. Sleeveless. They're like track suits, only they've got underwear on the outside. And uh, flared shoulder epaulets. That's got to make going to the bathroom difficult. I mean, I imagine well, that the tights are, are. I imagine that the that the, the onesies are actually yeah. not onesies. Right, they're actually twosies with the with the tunic with with the with the shirt tucked in. That's my theory about superhero costumes. Why they have underwear on the outside is that the leotard actually has holes mm-hmm. to administer your uh, bodily duties, and the shorts are just pulled up over so that you could easily take the shorts down but you don't have to take your whole jumpsuit off if you have to go to the bathroom mm. in the middle of a fighting crime 
Doesn't that make sense? Because you look at these days now, Batman doesn't have shorts on the outside anymore, and how's he going to go to the bathroom? You know, it just occurred to me as a gay man, um, living with another gay man, my husband, there's one thing we don't ever see um, in the bathroom of our home. Um, Pantyhose. <laughs> like when I grew up, I grew up in a house full of women, right? Yes. And we would see, I'd see pantyhose that had been washed by hand and hung in over. the sink and yep. hung over to dry. And it just occurred to me that we never see that. Well, because we don't wear pantyhose, obviously. No, not that there would be anything wrong if we did. No, but it's just like one of those things. Like, I wonder if our listener um, might be straight and might actually have a wife that might wear pantyhose that no one wears pantyhose anymore, do they? No, and I actually was not talking about that listener. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about the other listener. <laughs> That's great. Who is gay, so. Okay. We have two listeners. That's wonderful. I can count in my head at least three. And plus my sister who puts us on when she wants to fall asleep. <laughs> we do mention her once in a while. Yes. One of these times she's going to be rewarded with an actual shout out. Um, Challenges of the Unknown, mm-hmm. number 50. Mm-hmm. Introducing now. Is it Villo or Vilo? Because he's the world's vilest villain. Oh, I, let's just call him Vio. Let's pretend he's Hispanic. It's Hispanic. Or I was going to say, if we're following the rules of Italian pronunciation, it would be Villo. Villo. Uh, so I guess it's Villo, the villain. Or is it Vilo, the vile? Can we just agree that his name is horrible? Also, his dress sense, he should be put in jail just for that. I mean, honestly, Vilo, the world's... Or Villo, I call him Villo because it's yeah. before double consonant. That's what I'm saying, yeah, too. Okay. Villo, the world's vilest villain. I... It, it's, it, I can't even describe. I, I was thinking about how I might talk about this. Uh-huh. I, I honestly, I can't believe that someone said yes. That's that's what I'm going to call him, Villo. Yeah, <laughs> right. The the world's vilest villain, and and, and the alliteration uh-huh. will will be able to carry that name with the force and the weight that it has. No, it doesn't. Rob, yes. How many times have the challengers nearly died? I know. Well, that's that defines them. Their near death experiences. Right. Are they uh, psychic at all? You think psychic? Because if they are, it's not working. No, they're not. Okay. They have no powers okay. except for their ability to challenge the unknown. How many cutthroats and killers have plotted the final end of these famed fear fighters and failed? I forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second favorite challengers outfit was in the seventies when they had pink jumpsuits with a yellow stripe down the body. Oh. My third favorite is when they had purple jumpsuits with fur collars. Fur collars. Fur collars. Real fur. Yeah. Mm. Well, these days they couldn't get away with that. But No. Um, but now, Rob, comes the master of diabolical schemes, the king of cunning. Not in a hundred years could you guess his spectacular death plan. So don't switch dials, friend. Stay tuned to Final Hour for the Challengers. Introducing the world's vilest villain, Villo or Vilo. Interesting. Uh, don't switch dials, friend. Stay tuned. Right. And we are, of course, aware that DC Comics has uh, Batman on television right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just recently. Mm-hmm. Had just started a couple of months prior. So I wonder if that don't switch dials, friend, was, was a, uh, a regular be, reference. Could be. Before this. So you're on the splash page. I'm on the splash page, but I already turned. Do you okay. need to talk about anything on the splash page? No, no. 
We open our story at Excitoland, which has a giant banner hanging over the entrance that says, Come one, come all, to Excitoland, and then in tiny font, fun for all. Again, they could have spent about 15 more minutes thinking on the name of the, of the, of the amusement park. Yeah, like even Exciting Land, mm-hmm. or Excitement Land. Mm-hmm. But or La La Land or Excitementville, yeah, because it's the sixties. Excitesville, uh, Excitesville, Excentricsville, or I don't know. Anyway, admission is only a quarter, so why aren't we there now? Oh, if only. Um, fun I'd seekers. love to ride a motorcycle. I'm not a motorcycle. A, a, a roller coaster today. Would you? Oh hell yeah! I don't know of any place you can do that because there's one on seventy. Is that that family fun park, Adventure Family Fun Park? It won't be open. We're still in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, What's quarter one twenty? Uh, okay. We do have a rocky hill out back that we could have we a could, nice. Yes, we could build one. Oh, we need some PVC pipe and a way to adhere the. The stuff into the ground. Oh, well, I'll wow. let you figure all okay. that out. I'll be get, I'll get on it right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, fun seekers and thrill lovers come to this place, and later will come the challengers, lured into an unforgettable death trap. So uh, we don't need to read the story now because we know what's going to happen. Right now, observe the big mirror next to the space traveling cl- cloud. <laughs> space traveling cloud. It's a clown with yes. a fishbowl on its head. Uh huh. So obviously he travels in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, g- giant trick mirror, but it's a two-way mirror because behind are criminals uh, dressed in monk robes. Is that how criminals dress in the 60s? I guess they're also a cult. Well, yeah. There Now there is a group of villains called the Challenger Haters who are cult-like, but these don't seem to be those same challenger haters was it like the um in the little rascals um the he-man woman haters club Uh Mm uh-huh exactly like that Mm -hmm. um so these criminals are smoking in their monks robes and they decide that they can't lick the challengers (laughs) um the challengers beat them every time uh but they have found a guy to do the job the roughest toughest mug of them all the top gun of gangland any place he shows up, the cops get nervous. He's run Interpol ragged. He boasts he's the most vicious character in the world. And in he walks. Villo! The world's worst vilest villain. The world's worst dressed vilest villain. Oh, what's Villo, he got a horn on his head? Yes, he's got an orange and red costume with a giant V on well, his belt. Green, the green on the... On the yeah. An olive green cape. Mm. And a helmet with demon ears and a unicorn horn. And a giant V on his belt. Yeah. And uh, a goatee, of course, because he's evil. Or vile. And resting evil face. Yeah, he's not a handsome fella. Mm-mm. Honestly, nobody in this comic is handsome, as drawn by uh, Bob Brown. Mm. Um, so, after Excitoland closes that night, the challengers have come along to... Uh, they've been invited, Right. There was a tip, an anonymous tip, that this this place was a front for mobsters. So they decided to come in after the park was closed. Right. Uh, the park is filled with uh, storybook 
character, animatronics, presumably. Mm-hmm. This reminds me a lot of the Enchanted Forest in Baltimore. Remember mm, that? Which we never got to see. I mean, we, we did drive well, I, by, right? We drove by and creeped around because it was closed. You can see it open in the film Cry Baby. And, uh, you know, they took some of those things out and they're on a farm, like some of the exhibits. Yes. On a farm somewhere mm-hmm. outside Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never been, but... Anyway, yeah, it's a shopping center now, but I think you can still see the rusted old gingerbread men creeping out of the woods mm-hmm. behind the shopping center. Mm-hmm. So they are attacked by the animatronics, predictably. The... Are they attacked by the animatronics or... Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are, but like... A giant... The giant... The giant... Fist. No, I'm sorry. The giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. Right. Is that an animatronic giant? I mean, do they uh, have that kind of sophisticated machinery? Yes, they have lexophones in this world. Okay. Why wouldn't they have giant robotic giant things? Okay. Um, yeah, a giant fist comes out of what appears to be a representation of a dolly painting. Oh, well done. Thanks. Well done. I just sort of skimmed over it when I saw it and I thought, oh, I don't know what the hell that is. You just thought it was drawn poorly. I just thought it was a stupid no, it's that abstract painting. Melty uh, pocket watch right. thing. Yep. Uh, giant fist comes out and punches mm-hmm. Rocky. Rocky, as you recall, is a pro wrestler mm-hmm. or boxer or something. Um, the whole eerie place is jolted into slamming action. So we've got a witch on a broom. We've got the Tin Man. I thought you'd like that witch on a broom. Why did you think that? Because you know, I know how much you used to like to dress up like a witch when you were a child. Well. When we're children, we speak as children, <laughs> says Jesus. Um, the challengers are in for fight of their lives. are being eaten by giant robotic dinosaurs. Yes. Um, what a silly thing he says there at the bottom. Um, is that Red who says, yep. what? No cavities? What a toothpaste ad this would make. What a... Okay. There's always time why, for Why did he just say, ah? <laughs> Never let a chance to quip go by when you're fighting criminals. Um, They all get shot down, well, Red first. Red Red Ryan, who's a circus daredevil. That's why he says nice three-point landing. He says perfect three-point landing. Ouch! Uh, So Villo has captured Red and puts him in a cell, which is already labeled with Red's name. I see that. He knew they would be successful in putting them in. The cells, and he's already labeled them. Hmm. Um, Red gives him a lot of jive talk Hmm. about how the guys that have tried to beat the challengers would fill a telephone book. Uh, Villo gives his little uh, speech here. I'm no ordinary villain, no mere remarkable (laughs) villain. I'm the living end, friend, the absolute limit. I am Villo, the most evil man the world has ever known. Do you think he pauses before he says his name? Because he doesn't quite, he's not really convinced that that's the best name for himself as as his evil character. Do you think he says, I am Villo, the most evil man in the world ever known? I he is talking himself up a lot. I think he's yeah. not quite convinced he's got, he, he's of his got, own power. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got a very, very, very strong inner critic that he's fighting. Um, like, look at and look how big his mouth is. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, he claims that others have tried to kill all of the challengers, but he is going to choose one challenger and direct that challenger to kill the rest of the challengers. That's quite a plan. And evil. Mm. The rest of the challengers are up still slugging away at the... Uh, what's the guy with the... When the egg falls off the wall? Humpty, Humpty Dumpty. Dumpty. There's a now, Humpty Dumpty, Dumpty opens up and... <sighs> And then who is it, it ends up inside Humpty Dumpty? I think that's Prof. Okay, Professor. So Haley. does Prof? Does he just stay there? Does it? Does he? Does he fall down a? a, a yeah, slide? I'm assuming that he's going down into the same dungeon where Red was. Yeah, because they don't show it. Right. Hmm. Uh, on to part two. Mm-hmm. The robots have uh, gone dead. Everything is on wires and... It's like pawpots. Is that a dish? Is that the dish running away with a spoon? You know, the dish? Good catch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then that would be that giant spider would be from uh, Little Miss Muffet. Uh-huh. And the giant... That's what... See, see how the giant's eyes are swollen here? Yeah. I thought, if this is an animatronic, why are his eyes swollen shut? Um, remember that place in Alexandria, Virginia, the Masonic Temple... Mm-hmm. And, the and George they have Washington. A, an animatronic of George Washington, which is about 75,000 years old. And so all of the rubber skin, when his mouth moves to talk, all the rubber skin is all cut and cracked. And yeah, it's so creepy. Fall, it's like he's got leprosy or something. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> huh? Wouldn't you love to have one of those um, machines, one of those old-timey fortune teller machines where you put in a quarter and it spits out a fortune? Yes. This is old hag, and she sits there and she moves her finger back and forth. Or one of those, like, where the, the sultan with the, with, the, with the turban and the faux jewel embedded in his forehead. Sure. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, we can get one on eBay. They're widely available. Are they? Yeah. Oh. Where would we put it? On the foyer? The upstairs landing. I'm pausing because there's no place to put it. Well, that's, an, that's a good kitchen. idea. We'll put it in the kitchen where the coffee pot is. Yes. Maybe we could rig it up to serve us coffee. <laughs> Instead of dispensing a fortune, it dispenses a cup of coffee. <laughs> I mean, for us, we'd rather have it dispense a cocktail at the end of the day. Well, we could have two of them <laughs> on opposite sides of the kitchen. I'll get that started right away, right as soon as we're done recording. Um, I didn't understand this little trick that he's playing here. So here, here we are. Um, so who is the guy up here? Rocco? That's Rocky. The, Rocky. Yep. Rocky is up here, and he's talking to... Ace. Ace. And somehow the Ace has disappeared. And right. so there is an imposter who is in the room pretending to be Ace, mm-hmm. dressed... Why? Um, well, I guess he's one of those criminals that was in the robes earlier. Right? I guess. Who sneaks up behind Rocky and gasses him. Was this just because Rocky was such a good fighter that he needed to trick him to get the... Uh, 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 to, to fool him in order to... Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, take, take him out? What? Uh, I, you really... I don't know. <laughs> Because it's because he's not knocked out clearly. Because in the next panel, he gets up, follows the imposter into the back room where Villo is waiting, mm-hmm. um, and 
busts in and knocks the imposter into Villo, mm-hmm. who drops a giant key to the dungeon, mm-hmm. and he heads downstairs to free Prof and Ace, who are also now captured in prison. Right. So, Villo explains that an electric switch is going to be triggered when Rocky tries to open the cells, and that will be the real surprise. Indeed. He also explains that he's been offered a blank check by the criminals of the world. And it's it's from the something National Bank. Do you see that? Yeah. Uh, somethingberg? Eisberg? Buckeyesberg? Anyway, if you're going to pay someone to kill the challenges of the unknown, don't pay by check. Right? And he, they gave him a blank check. A blank check. Mm. But he's so evil that he's not even going to take the money. No, he he's just going to do it check. for free. Yep. <laughs> um, so Rocky goes for Ace. And he turns the key and opens the cell. And what happens? Ace turns into a giant green monster. Yes. Who'd you say he looked like? Grop. Grop. Groppy? Um, Grop? Grop? Uh, I, can't, I don't know if there's an L in there, like Grop or Grop. Um, it's Hagrid's brother yes. in the Harry Potter movies, uh, in the books, um, who is more of a giant than Hagrid is. Has more, so the face is very smooshity, you know, and he looks just like him. Except he has blonde hair. And Grop wasn't green. No, but the face is... I mean, as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, wow, I wonder if um, uh, if, if, if the people who made the movie had enjoyed this comic. Uh, no one's enjoyed this comic. No. Trust me. <laughs> um, I wonder if this is supposed to be like a Hulk homage. Because he's green. Yeah. But Hulk's not that big, actually. He isn't? No, he's not. Like this is like forty feet tall. He's not forty feet tall. Like at least twenty five. It's like twelve. <laughs> Look at the perspective. I'm looking at it. Okay. Um. Anyway, Ace is going to punch through walls and try to kill the challengers, but then he escapes. So yeah, he he just he comes after them and then just punches through the walls and leaves. Yeah, strange thing. So, uh, Prof examines the key which he discovers is actually an electrical device but i'll what, just hold this up i'll just point it at my eye <laughs> but what was the real purpose who cares they got to catch up to ace who's now uh marauding through the amusement park after villo and his henchmen yeah why is that well because i guess he's a mindless monster What's happening outside? Okay, I'm so glad you asked, because I need to talk about this. Please do. So our neighbor across the street, who I really like, Ron, yeah. nice guy, yeah. he has a four-wheeler, like a, uh-huh. like a, and he keeps on the back of it a tank, and he goes around on the weekends to all of his various flower beds and sprays weed killer on um, in the rocks that, that line the flower beds uh-huh. and such. And the thing is, he takes so long to do it and keeps it running that when he does it... And sometimes he'll do it on Fridays when I'm when I or Saturdays when I'm up here in the office, right? And you could just hear it this low, as he's like you know going forward right, with the tank right. and on his four by four, and he'll do that 
he rides that four wheeler so much around his yard, which really is. I mean, we have we all have an, like about an acre, uh-huh. on a, but he doesn't have that much landscaped land. I I'm pretty sure he rides it around inside his house too. So you think he's just showing off? I do. I think he. I think he takes the tank off. I think he drives it up a ramp into his house, takes it around from his living room to his kitchen. You know. Um. Again, I think a strongly worded letter to the homeowners association president <laughs> or treasurer, which is you. So I could just write a note and put it on the fridge <laughs> until we get the fortune teller, and we'll have to move the fridge. Speaking of outdoor projects, we, uh-huh. we, I think we we should have started with why we have been gone. For a couple of well, I guess it's been two weeks. It's been yes. I have unfortunately forced you into labor uh, for the past couple of weeks. Yes, and so we put in a patio. Yes, a couple of, last weekend, and that. Okay, so we're now not in our thirties anymore. Well, we haven't been in our thirties for a while. No, not right. So quite some. But time. we haven't done a major, major house project like that, like a physical house project in many years. Right. And you and I were absolutely so sore for four days afterwards, weren't we? Four days? I'm still sore from the last weekend and then sore again from this weekend. Yes. So so, so we put in a patio and then we, because we did our own patio, we saved a lot of money. And because we're not traveling this summer because of the the pandemic, we decided we're going to go ahead and just put a little tiny extension onto our driveway so that you can turn around and we can stop driving all over the grass. Right. Right. So we did that. We had a crew come in and put that in, but their front loader broke. And so all of the sod and everything they pushed pulled up out of the ground to put in the gravel base and the asphalt was left on the side. So I said, you know, I'm going to use it to use the dirt and the sod to cover up all the places we've been driving on and to level it up. So we did that yesterday. It took us, what, two hours? Uh, it took an eternity. It was it's made especially difficult because there was, from a distance, you would see this large mound of excellent topsoil. But woven through that entire mound was huge pieces of sod. Right? So right. we had to dig and pull and dig and pull, and it was just awful. It was so <laughs> slow. If only one of us could have been transformed into a giant green monster, that would have been so much faster. Well, yes, you was just hit it with your fists and, you know, pound it into it and taking care of it. <clears throat> so Villo mm-hmm. has decided to escape by shooting a cloud of cool whip a out spot? of his cool whip. He does. He does. He does that, doesn't he? And yeah. it's like a, it, it's sort of a transporter. Well, it's substance. a little thing he learned in the Orient. Unfortunately, he can't take any passengers, so goodbye forever, henchmen. Uh, he disappears into this cloud of cool whip, and and it pops, and it pops and disappears, and then uh, the henchman is captured by giant monster Ace, who then comes careening through. The other challengers and escapes from Excito Land. So Giant Monster Ace doesn't really have any friends. Well, no, he's not making it easy to make friends. He's punching everyone. I mean, he doesn't have any alliances. He started out by bursting right. out of oh, the cell I see. and yeah, punching right. his, his teammates, uh-huh. right? And then he broke through the wall, then he broke into Excito Land, and right. then went after Villo and the henchmen. And now he's knocking, he's got the henchman in his arm, and he's knocking through the other guys. Right. So he's just basically angry. So Villo has escaped to his hideout, which 
which is called Villos Villa. Mm. Where we find the giant robot Brainex, who I guess is his partner or his uh, butler, robotic butler. I don't know what it is. It's a giant computer. And we as the readers must wade through panels and panels of the most insipid exchange between him and this computer as they insult each other back and forth. You know what they're like? Lovers. An old married couple, yes. Bicker, bicker, bicker. Bicker. You're always hogging the glory, Brainac says. Always calling me just a machine, but now you see how you need me. Mm. Shut up, you. After all, I made you what you are today. Correction. That's like Celine Dion and her husband and how they, the kind of arguments they had. Well, um, I Shut don't up, know, you. I made you what you are today. Probably, but although Renee, rest in peace, was much older than Celine, mm. Villo and Brainex seem to be around the same age. <laughs> Villo has. Villo also exited out of a microwave. Out of a microwave, and he has a throne shaped like a dry, giant dragon. Something it has dragon qualities. Oh, right. I see. It does have a dragon head. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And feet and wings. You don't really get that in the upper panel in the middle. It sort of looks like a toad. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Brainex claims that he is the world's most diabolical machine. So these fellas are just fighting over who's the most evil. Yes, they're they really. Um, it's all about superlatives. I am the most, right. the most. I am the you know. Evilest, the I greatest, most, the, the greatest. The, you know, God. I, I think they've got some kind of narcissistic disorder. You think so? Mm-hmm. Both of them. Mm. Even Brainex, who's a computer. Although seeing now Villo sitting on his dinosaur throne or his dragon throne, right? I kind of understand more about why he chose that that costume. Is he wearing culottes? <laughs> are those culottes? They do look like no. billowy pants. Those are not tights. Well, they're like MC Hammer pants. Which, were they culottes? No, culottes are um, shorts, like big billowy shorts. Well, what was the what were the things where um, my art teacher, um, Mrs. Lynn, used to wear them? They were, um, if she was standing there talking to you, it looked like she was wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as she would move, you realize that she was wearing pants that were billowy and like a dress. Like, you, like uh, what I don't called? know. I thought those were called culottes. I thought culottes were short, though, like knee length. Like, but similar, like looks like a skirt, but it's knee length. Oh, well, okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I wish there was some way we could have all the knowledge of the universe at our fingertips at any moment. <laughs> but there's just not. I mean, we're not brain X. I don't even know how to spell culottes. Go ahead. I'll be right with you. All right. Well, um, Villa, what? There are culottes shorts and culottes pants. Oh. Both. Look. I'll take a pair of each. <laughs> I would love to. Uh, they decide they're going to fetch Monster Ace, who will supply the brute strength to complete the dirty scheme to kill the rest of the challengers. Mm. Brain X. Con- you are doing a great job, by the way, of flying through these panels. I, you, um, there's so much damn dialogue in here. Those I know. Just it's like a Kathy comic. Back. <laughs> uh, you are ingeniously evil, Villo, Brainex says. I'll bring the monster here with my double zero transport wavelength. What the hell is that? I don't know. Ugh. 
And that they, doesn't exist. Back, well, there he is. He's got a tube ready to go in Pops Villa. Right. No, Ace. It's kind of like a bank tube, you know, but... like, like Yeah, a pneumatic tube, yes, like the bank. Kind of like, but there's all sorts of, like, electrodes in the brain. Here we go. Part Give, three. Part kill the chalkers. So, <laughs> Ace is in a tube. Villo says, Give him the full treatment, Brain X. The super force of impact BW321. What is that? I don't know. We'll just make some up, like oh, some shit up. BW must be brainwashing oh, because this will be the brainwashing yes. bit of the year. Yes. So, they're hypnotizing, essentially. Who's into- saying kill the challengers? Ace. In the lower left hand corner. That's is it, Ace. Is it, is he's he's saying, being hypnotized saying, over and over again. Kill the challengers. Kill the challengers. Kill the challengers. Uh, this is my day, Brain X. I'll live forever in infamy. From high rooftop to gangland gutter, they'll shout my name over and over and over again. Villo. Long live Villo. Viva Villo. He loves his name. I was wrong. He really does. Vittorio Emanuel, Re d'Italia. That's when people used to shout Viva Verdi yeah. in the 19th century. Uh-huh. Um, it was a cry of nationalism. So I wonder if Villo's name has a similar anagrammatic no what's the word i'm looking for acronym acronym look a little bit italian doesn't he um well no italians are very attractive people as on the whole and they're very well dressed and he is not correct do you know why they're so well dressed because they spend their money they on really good clothes. They spend their really money on clothes, and they buy fewer clothes buy of f- higher quality. Fewer clothes of higher quality. Yep. Brother, Brainax says, do I get a charge out of all this big eye biz? What about spreading a little credit my way? Forget it, Brainax. After all, they don't direct statues to machines. Hmm. They're still bickering. I warn you, They've been Villa, together a long one time. of these days... <laughs> Um, kill the challengers. Kill the challengers. Kill the kill. Kill. Kill the challengers. <laughs> so Ace now is unleashed through the terrified city, where the populace is astonished to see some kind of a monster in a challenger uniform. Well, we've established that anybody can buy a challenger uniform because the henchmen back at the Excito land had yeah. one. It was a different time, Bob. But Ace is not hurting anyway. He, anyone. He's just... Marching through the city, trying to find the Challengers to kill them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, inside Challengers Mountain, their mountain headquarters, the fellas are awfully worried about Ace. So they are putting the finishing touches on their new jet. Jet? Is it a jet, though? It's a flying thing. Well, it's called a gallop and gizmo, which is painted right across the side. I don't see any wings. I don't either. I was going to say it was a helicopter because it's kind of shaped like a helicopter, but but there are no blades. There's no blades and no engines and no rotors, but lots of like things sticking out of the side. Like, looks like it could be one of those robotic hands that pops out of things. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Lower right hand corner. That, yep. That uh, Rocky at the front. Yep. He looks like he had a really hard night, doesn't he's he? He looks stoned. He, he looks a mess. He looks like he's wasted. He's drunk. He's hungover. Well, he was a fighter, so he's probably been punched in the face a lot. Mm. Um, so uh, Ace is there. He's arrived at Challenger's Mountain. Yes, okay, so they're at Challenger's Mountain. They're getting ready to go out and find Ace, and but Ace finds them. Yep. He starts swinging things around, punching, hitting, wrecking things. 
destroying things. He's got a lot. Well, I guess it's a big shop vac. He's uh huh. He's uh, grabbed hold of the hose and is using the shop vac to. The whole mountain is coming down around them. They hop into their new rocket and escape. It looks uh, like it's a rocket on a rocket. The upper right hand panel. Do you see? Yes. That? Well, it's a gizmo. Yeah. Huh. Um, which it says on the side. Um, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky is piloting, but he has the instructions in his hand still. <laughs> because I guess Prof is knocked out. He was supposed to be the pilot. Um, did you read those instructions upside down? Red asks, and then we have a cute little gag of a panel with everything. With a printed upside Printed down. upside down. I didn't even bother to turn it over because I'm on an iPad, and if you turn it over to read it upside down, it'll rotate. And it's then okay. you won't never be able to read it. Anyway, we're burying the lead. Challenger's Mountain explodes. It's gone. It is... Destroyed. Destroyed. Completely destroyed. The whole top is blown off of it. So, I mean, that's cool that they had all that explosive equipment right inside their mountain headquarters. Is it cool? Well... I don't know. Yes, I know what you mean. But I'm not accustomed to things... Of this immensity happening in comics of this era. Did this really need to happen? What? The mountain explode. Well, it didn't need to, but it's exciting, isn't it? You just wouldn't have superhero headquarters being destroyed mm-hmm. like this in mm-hmm. the 60s. Are you kidding me? Well, they did say that it was going to be the, the, the most harrowing adventure that they would have. Well, right? that like was that. a little bit blown out of proportion, but... I mean, I would have put the destruction of Challenger's Mountain on the cover if I were the editor. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. So they presume that Ace is also dead because he was inside the mountain when it exploded. Fair. Meanwhile, they're back... All, and they're pretty upset, too. Yeah, look at them. Mm-hmm. Shaken. Meanwhile, back at Villa's Villa... She is pissed off. Who? Villa. <laughs> Villa, she throws her drink at Brainiac. Brainax. She's drinking a cocktail and she throws it and shut up. <laughs> Brainiacs is like, that doesn't compute, old boy. It's like, shut up. Don't be a wise guy. Then he throws his drink right at him. Uh, Brainax reveals that the challengers escaped. Uh, but these, and Villa says, no, that's, you could, nobody could escape. Not even the monster. You forget, Villa, these fellers. Make a living cheating death. Now, if you can believe presence factor A, number 112A. What is that? <laughs> so apparently presence factor A senses that they're still alive. I guess that was better than... Also, the monster is still alive. Surprise. Who uh... programmed Brain X to talk like a gangster? I guess it must have been Villo, right? Yes, because he does himself. Anyway, here comes Ace, still striding around. Um, Brainix has sent him some directional rays so that he can track the challengers. Uh, meanwhile, the challengers are tracking him in their gallop and gizmo. So they're basically following each other around. Right. So at an abandoned gas station, that's mm-hmm. in quotation marks because it's secretly Villo's Villa, I guess. Um, Ace arrives, and the challengers approach, 
And the challengers are captured. Do 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 pop. <laughs> Actually, not all of them, only two of them. I mean, Ace is there. We have Rocky mm-hmm. and Red, I guess. What page are you on, B? 22. Me too. I can't tell because the hair is covered. Yeah. The helmet. How, do we, how are we supposed to know? I just said Rocky because he's big and bulky and mm-hmm. Red is short. And Where's just, Prof? Oh, Prof's still probably out. I, I don't know. Anyway, now Brain X is impressed. He's giving compliments to Villo. And saying the other challenger will join us shortly. Mm-hmm. You challengers understand, Villo says, that I could have killed you in a hundred ways since you walked in here, but that would be against my code. I want your friend Ace to do the killing. Ace growls. Growl. <laughs> Very interesting. Next page here. Um, as soon as he's done killing you, my computer will change him back to normal, and then he, he will I will be... put him in a state of perpetual suspended animation, place him in this glass case... And display him as a prize in my trophy room. Right. And then he will go on tour with me to impress future clients. Like a tour? Like a, like a concert tour? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like next week at Wolf Trap? Well, I think we could have guessed that Villo had a theatrical bent. <laughs> is, he th- is he thespian? Yes. <laughs> at, at least. Do you suppose um, he's appeared undraped on the stage? I don't know. He's pretty draped right now. <laughs> um, who, this, who are, oh, are you in the theater, Arlene Francis? Arlene Francis. Yes. Um, so Ace, all of a sudden, Ace starts changing back now. What's this? You're not supposed to be changed yet. What? What the? Stop him, Brainix. Stop him. Make him remain a monster. He's crabbing my act. Crabbing? Yep, see? Theatrical. He's stepping on my lines. Uh, So apparently Prof, I'm guessing it's Prof, I still can't see his hair, had gotten inside the machinery and uh, changed the Challenger back, changed Ace back to normal. That's because computers were so big back then you could literally crawl inside them and change the machinery. Right. Oh, because Prof was unconscious already when they escaped the mountain. Uh huh. He was in the back of the. Of the okay, uh, now I get it. What was it's, it called? The the sex jet. What's it called? Gallop and Gizmo. Thank you, Gallop and Gizmo. Um. So, yeah, that's why he wasn't captured because mm-hmm. he was unconscious. And mm-hmm. okay, you knew that. Yeah. Thanks for telling me. I I tried to. I just didn't articulate it clearly enough. Suddenly, Villo whips out his amazing <laughs> his cream zap- gun. Right. <laughs> it's a school whip gun. It is a school whip gun. Yeah. Gun. I said gum. Uh. So, earlier he escaped and he said he couldn't take passengers, but now he encircles all four challengers. Bobby, he's a liar. Okay. He's a villain, and therefore he's a liar. We have already established that he's a, le- uh, <laughs> a thespian. Right. A, uh, into theatrics, he, is, uh, he considers himself the greatest villain of all time. He's all about superlatives. He bickers with a computer that he himself programmed. He's probably lying all the time. Anyway, he could have deposited them at the bottom of the ocean or inside an active volcano. Mm-hmm. But instead, he just pops them right outside so that they're free to go and he takes off at his... In his... It looks like a canteen. 
How do you mean? You know, a canteen, you know, like what you, you old time to canteen. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, on a side, on its side. Oh, I think it looks like a fondue pot. It does look more like a fondue pot than a canteen or one of those. Um, do you remember those electric popcorn poppers that you used to have on top of the countertop? Yes. Yes, one of those. Anyway, they need a new hideout now because Challenger Mountain is gone. Where do we go from here, chums? Who knows? The end. That's it. They're all back to normal, though. Uh, look at this. Where do we go from here? Wherever Villo and Brainex take you, Rocky, because they're coming back, back for revenge, sooner than you think. Really? Well, yeah, I did read ahead. They don't come next issue, but in two issues, they come back. Bob, did you read the next page? About the spiritual doubles? The four panels of spiritual doubles? No. This is not the queerest, (laughs) most bizarre ridiculous one of the favorite beliefs of devotees of the occult is the so-called spiritual double an elusive being that exists outside man's physical environment and yet is in direct contact with him the spiritual double is often seen in dreams a person's shadow what's happening in that panel with the dream well it looks like a man is dreaming of being naked of in front being of another naked man. with himself with a double of himself. Oh. So, I don't know what kind of dream that is. I've never had a dream like that. I don't think it's himself. Because the man facing us in the panel, you can the man in, the, in bed who's dreaming has a mustache. No, that's a shadow. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this is 100%. He's about to have sex with himself in his dreams. <laughs> Um, a person's shadow, always with him, yet indicating its own mode of behavior, is also cited as evidence of the spiritual double. Yet no, indicating it... its own mode of behavior, it is not. It is simply a shadow. It is not It's not prehensile. It doesn't just decide to take off. It's not, um, what's that character, Peter Pan's shadow? Present, even if not seen, is the spiritual double indicated by an echo. Also, just science. It's not. Uh, it's not your your spiritual double isn't out there yelling back at you. Mirrors and water reveal the presence of a double. No, it's a reflection. So really, the only thing, even tangentially, occultish about this is the dr- guy dreaming of having sex with himself. So this is um probably a panel drawn by Karen, the intern, <laughs> right? No, they'd never let women draw comics in the <laughs> 60s. Um, yeah, I don't know what... Why is it in here? I don't know. It's filler. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stupid. Um, we also have an ad for Doom the Bride of the Doom Patrol, which was already read. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a surprise for you. You have a surprise for me? What? Um, I was going to tell you what was happening in the next issue of Challengers, but we're probably not going to see that for (laughs) a year, a year or so. Uh, but next week is your favorite Green Lantern. Are you kidding? Oh, I would never kid a kidder. That's great. Um, Green Lantern. So we'll be back. Let's try to do it in weekly. Oh yeah. We're getting back into it. Because I'm not doing any more work for the house. No, no, we, no, we really aren't. 
Good. We, we didn't buy a fixer-upper, so no. we don't really have to spend weekends doing work on the house. Phew. You can find us on social media at GoGoTruckPod. You can download our podcast from Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can find us back here next week with Green Lantern. June Bug snoring in the background? Yes. Sounds, she sounds like she's projecting sound to a different location. <laughs> Do you hear that? She's going... <laughs> anyway, anything to add? No, 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 no. It's been it's so good to get okay. back. I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of this. All right. Bye. Bye. These dark and angry times when other loves fall through. Safe inside each other's arms. Our love is bright and new. It's made of silver and sunshine. That's what our love is made of. So precious and bright. A wonderful is